If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. We actually use Scrib in our home. Do you really love your sleep number bed? And we do. Busy has been in my fridge also. Let's So a few years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the internet was chock full of these people complaining about vertical video. I saw this on Reddit a lot. People would take some video of something funny in their backyard, innocently upload it, and then just get totally eviscerated in the comment section. Today in 2022, all of the major digital platforms are fully mobile. You have TikTok, Instagram video, all going vertical. Even YouTube has got YouTube shorts, so they're reluctantly embracing vertical video. So yeah, a lot has changed since the days of the first viral videos. Charlie bit my finger, keyboard cat, David after Dennis, all of those uh, oldies but goodies. Yeah, at the same time, I think the biggest change to digital culture has nothing to do with the orientation of our screens. It goes so much deeper to the very heart of the internet as we know it. So if you haven't figured it out from the title of this podcast, I'm talking about the phenomenon that launched a thousand memes, the idea of going viral. You know, in the early days, YouTube was still niche and Facebook still started with the. So the most that you might have ended up with after going viral was just this kind of bizarre, really narrow kind of fame. I'm thinking Tayson Day after Chocolate Rain. I think maybe... 30% of our listeners will know who I'm talking about, but they'll really know who I'm talking about. And that's exactly the point. But today, going viral is about so much more than just becoming a fixture on the internet's hall of memes. Because virality has become this turbo-boosted rocket engine that's capable of launching you and your content into the stratosphere of cultural awareness. So it's no surprise. Almost every single content creator, influencer, brand, they're practically falling over themselves to get a taste of that instant fame that virality can bring. Because, you know, whether it's a slap at the Oscars or Super Bowl ad for Coca-Cola, going viral means becoming a near permanent part of the culture, for better or for worse. On today's episode of On The Mic, Ari Diozon joins us to kick off a new series all about going viral. Today, she'll share some of the ways brands have used virality in their advertising. So without further ado, let's dive in, shall we? So Ari, welcome back to the show. Before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself for any listeners who haven't met you yet? For sure. Um, hi, I'm Ari. I'm a senior copywriter at Ad Results Media. And part of my job is exploring how the way we interact with digital content kind of evolves as our culture changes. And as folks who work in the advertising side of that industry, we try to keep up with that change as best we can. And we also have the additional challenge of trying to connect what attracts audiences to a brand's story or product. And I've gathered some examples of 
companies and brands that have tried various ways to grab as much of our attention as possible, some more successful than others. You can follow along with us via audio, or you can check the show notes for the video links. And after we watch each spot, we'll discuss what we think made it successful, if we think it was effective, and also discuss anything that we would do differently. So up first, we have a commercial for Amazon Alexa. Hey, babe, check this out. Alexa, it's game day. Streaming football on Prime Video. Closing blinds. Chilling Rosé. Rosé? Well, it's an afternoon game. Mm. It's like she can read your mind. I love that we get to sleep in. Ordering fresh mint mouthwash. Extra strength. I'm thinking I should get a spray tan, you know? Because that's on Wednesday. Activating blender. Funerals on Monday. Can't you see the treasure all along? It was here. Love the eye patch. It's... When is the show open? March 8th. Setting reminder to fake your own death on March 8th. Ta-da. What the When you have to do those love scenes with hot guys, is that fun or is that like the worst? It's the worst. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little Charlotte, this bread is delicious. Did you make it? Yes, uh, it's from my Gammy's recipe. Announcement. Gammy is short for she bought it at Whole Foods. Announcement. Colin left the oysters in the car for five hours. It's probably better Alexa can't read your mind. Bad idea. Watch the game. For our listeners at home, that spot was an Amazon commercial that featured a peek into the theoretical home life of Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost with an Alexa device that could read their minds. So what do we think made this so successful? A recognizable celebrity couple definitely grabs the attention. People recognize them. They know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> Except for me. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. I People like the celebrity aspect, and I think also it just really humanizes both of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I could I could see that resonating. I also wonder uh, if Whole Foods got a little bump there. I noticed there's a little not so shameless plug for the Whole Foods bread in the middle of the Amazon ad there. That was oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. The delicious bread. I mean, Amazon owns They're Whole Foods. Owned, yes. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah i I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was just really humanizing. So do we think it was? effective as an ad i think so i feel like i heard a lot i mean i've tried not to prepare for this podcast but i definitely heard people talking about this ad so i think in that sense it was definitely effective but i i'm not sure how people took it so if you peek into the comments there were actually a lot of people who were really turned off by it so even though they got a lot of eyes Hmm. not necessarily all of the attention was positive Hmm. especially since a lot of people are pretty fearful of technology kind of snooping in on their lives and, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to make choices without our consent, and things like that. So I think I think they really tried to tap into that and diffuse it with humor. But I'm not sure if spending like 90 percent of the ad doing the thing that you're afraid of it doing was necessarily like communicating it in a way that they would want it. That makes Mm. sense. So there was already kind of this, this viral idea of 
Alexa reading your mind, which they were playing with. And you're saying that maybe they actually played into the wrong side of that idea. I think so. I personally, like when I first saw this, I reacted pretty negatively because I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. So here's literally a minute and 30 seconds of you showing me Alexa doing the thing that I 100% do not want it to do. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you when to, to chill my rosé. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'd like to do that with a manual button that doesn't think. Yes. So let's compare that to a commercial for the iPhone. Felix? Name, Felix. Date of birth, November 5th, 1986. Tracking current location. Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Here's what you spent last month. Can I interfere in your crisis? Can you hear the people behind me? This will help with the itching. So in that spot, our protagonist Felix is going about his day, running errands, and over time, more and more people are following him around and taking and sharing his information with other ne'er-do-wells, I guess. (laughs) Has there ever been a more perfect song choice for an ad? That was just... That was just hilariously perfect to me. I know, and it was like, it was really nicely upbeat too. Yeah. Also, there's some details that listeners won't be able to hear. Like the the first person that we hear talk, I think is actually the barista. And, and the barista is the one who's saying Felix's date of birth because the barista is now following him around. And like the cup that the barista handed him had like his IP address on it. Uh, like little things like that. Or, or so, it was like his IP address or something some sort of digital info he shouldn't have had. So I guess it's supposed to be like merchants, different merchants that are following him around. I think so, yeah. Yeah, his bank. Right. So the goal of these two spots is pretty similar, right? Like it's it's playing on that fear that we have about our privacy and being tracked by our devices. Right. But somehow people really reacted to this spot more positively than the Alexa spot. And I've been trying to think of what differences in approach made it that way. One thing that I think of is I see myself like Felix way more than I see myself like Scarlett Johansson or, uh, you know, Colin Jost. As much as that Alexa ad really did humanize those two people, I connect to Felix's experience a lot more readily. I think another part of it is kind of the scale that they do it at. I think the iPhone spot really blows it out of proportion so that the humor is more obvious, right? Because by the end of the spot, he has like dozens of people around him and it's completely unrealistic and ridiculous. And I think with the Amazon spot, it's still happening in their home. It's still like one gathering, one source of 
all-knowingness mm-hmm. that is still kind of creepy. Yeah. The Amazon one has like a series, it's a series of bits. Mm-hmm. And the, the Apple one, that's a concept that builds on itself. And like you said, it's like visually striking at the end. He's like swamped with, how do you describe it? Ne'er-do-wells who are, who are <laughs> peeping at his private data. And yeah, like you feel him smothered and you see it. It's It reminds me of like a really good print ad from like the early days of advertising something it's like visually striking concept that just hits really well yeah and then also at the end of the ad he's back in control of the situation right yeah so apple gives him the option to say nah dog not this today. is not what i want yeah <laughs> and so by by the end of the spot it's not just a oh well good thing it doesn't do yeah. that <laughs> it's it's like a i i guess like the transfer of power is back to the user aka the consumer yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah it gives you that power back there's this idea of like the hero's journey and like the having that guy as the protagonist as you described i think maybe that's what it is it's just he feels like the hero and apple is there but like apple's not the main thing like it's his transition that's so awesome yeah and apple slash the iphone is kind of the vessel for being in control of your information it's the sword in the stone i like that so switching gears here's a spot from velvita one i like the the opulence that it kind of brings forth yeah so this spot was kind of an attempt at more surreal humor where folks are treating velvita like a summer treat or a luxury item so eating it out of an ice cream cone or drinking it like tea with an operatic music backdrop I would absolutely eat macaroni and cheese in a kiddie pool in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I related to that imagery. I thought I, I thought it was gross. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say it. Like, <laughs> like I know, I know what they were trying to go for, and I get, like, I get the joke, right? Like, Velveeta is not caviar and it's not the first thing that you think of when you think of like a hot summer day and relaxing but I I could just like feel it like in the back of my mouth like that is so funny no it honestly it it makes me think of Velveeta and Rotel and that's what you eat at like a summer barbecue or like tailgate so it didn't, I don't know. It it wasn't like gross to me. I I like it. I think it's funny. Look, I am not grossed out by Velveeta 
at all. Oh, I love it. But I do. I get why you might be grossed out by like the, some of the imagery because like it's funny. It's like the decadence of everything, and that's what that's the whole joke, right? It's like is Velveeta decadent? It's like is it even in the cheese aisle? I don't know where. No, it's you not find Velveeta. Oh, where is it? It doesn't even have to be refrigerated. Like the snack aisle. Yeah, you can find it like with chips. Yeah, so it's a room temperature block of something cheesy, whatever it is. I mean, it's so good though. So this one probably did not perform as well as the agency or the brand would have hoped. Oh no! It would have performed well with me. I <laughs> like when brands don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's a very fun ad. How did we feel? Because the listeners, if you're not watching along, there's a pun at the end. The tagline is La Dolce Velvita. Do we think the pun is too much? Did it work? I need to know. I think it's perfect for exactly what it is. I just didn't like what it was. <laughs> it's not, the, the imagery reminded me of Matilda. Is that a weird connection? Like the kind of like saturated colors and mid-century and then surrealist. No, it kind of had that mid-century mod. Yeah, and that like the color grading. Yeah, it kind of had that feel to it. Mm-hmm. But um, that that landed in several lists of the worst ad of 2021. <laughs> so may may or may not go down in history as as the the worst use of a Velveeta pun. We'll see. Okay. So this next ad, I immediately thought of Nate when I saw this one. Oh, is it bread? Oh, no, it should have been. Nice ride. Want to give it a spin? Coffee's enough excitement for me. <laughs> Come on. Very nice. Catherine? What the? Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Is that Eugene Levy? Huh. Eugene. Where is he? Where are you? Be there in two seconds. Well, cock a doodle do. <laughs> Send him. Okay. Watch the coffee. I'll drive. Shotgun. Give it to me, baby. Okay, so that Nissan ad features Eugene Levy as an unlikely action hero. He's got knuckle tats, he's got the long Keanu Reeves hair, and of course there's a car chase scene, which everybody loves. So you thought of me because of the knuckle tats and the the hair, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Not because of my use of Moira Rose gifs <laughs> in Slack. Yeah. So there, there was a there was an extended period of time. I honestly can't tell how long it was, but for a while, Nate was exclusively using gifs from <laughs> Shit's Creek. Yeah, Shit's Creek. You're right. I literally made a point. I I sometimes go too far with a joke. You might have noticed it was good. It was really good. But like I saw it and I was like, Nate. Yeah, there was there was at least a, a three month stint there where every gif had to be Shit's Creek. It's a great show. Was this ad a great ad? That is, I guess, our question, though. I think the casting in this one is interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you've got 
part of the cast from Schitt's Creek and part of the cast from Marvel. You've you've got some Guardians of the Galaxy in there. You've got Brie Larson. So I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the casting like would go over well with viewers. Um, but you know the the car chase scene that always people love those. I guess I'm wondering like are they are they actually trying to say like that that this car really is for the the person who's like oh you know coffee is as much excitement but like secretly you have this like underbelly where like you actually you kind of want to let loose and, and have a car chase in your life because honestly i've never wanted a nissan more than after watching this ad personally this ad was a hit 11 out of 10 we'll be buying a nissan i think the casting was so obviously like meta casting with the marvel cast it's kind of it's super current and then the casting of Catherine O'Hara, along with Eugene Levy at the same time, you're capturing also that audience. And I guess kind of as an advertising person, I was like, it, it seemed too obvious what they were doing. But I agree that like the way that they presented it with kind of like the unlikely action hero, you can kind of see yourself as, oh, that that could be me. Like, it doesn't have to be Keanu Reeves in the driver's seat. I could do that too. It could be me with the knuckle tats. Yeah. I took the casting as purposefully ridiculous. Like I thought the casting was like, you're supposed to get to the end where they're, where they're cheering, like ridiculously cheering in the, the uh, award ceremony. It's all tongue in cheek. The casting is tongue in cheek. Every aspect of the delivery of this ad is a joke. The one liners. Yes. The ridiculous CGI of the coffee cup midair. I think it's all like almost like purposefully not it's like it's trying to be kind of bad and and the way that it tries to be bad to me it makes it good but i don't know i think most people would agree with you because this ended up with 35 million views all right goodness yeah. everybody's here for thrill driver yeah. i'm gonna give it to Catherine o'hara oh and it definitely brie larson uh as well i mean i i'm i'm so out of the loop on guardians of the galaxy i can't remember who's the, who's the other guy that was in this dave bautista yes thank you lots of big lots of big stars in this one that was fun i think that's the core of what made it so successful is just how fun it was without taking itself too seriously and also just who is in it you can tell they had fun making that ad but yeah so i have one more if we have time so this is one last spot from Uber Eats. This local access message is brought to you by Uber Eats. Wait, world, wait, world, one time, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hey, everyone. Welcome to Waynesboro. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. As a local access show, we want everyone to support local restaurants. But we'd never manipulate you the way all these other commercials do. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, that's really sad. Totally. We're better than that. Yeah, we'd never shamelessly rely on a celebrity cameo. Right, Cardi B? Yeah, eat local. Or jump on the latest trend. Eat local. Local. All right. So that was a little bit of a combo of a throwback with Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World and current pop culture with Cardi B. 
plus a little addition of meta humor to top it all off. So I like the Uber Eats commercials in general. I like their star pairings like uh, JVN and Simone Biles. So I, I like this ad. I like the throwback to Wayne's World and I like the subliminal messaging, them not doing that. Not in quotes, of course. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know how to feel about this one. I I I like all of the people involved a lot, but this one made me feel weird like watching it. I was like, uh. Really? Yeah, like I just <laughs> I think that maybe I don't know why it fell flat for me. That it just came off as like trying everything at once and over the top a little bit and I don't know. It's like it had all these elements and then I I didn't feel like it came together for me personally and I don't know. Maybe I'm just not the right target for this. This is so funny. It didn't reel you back in with the the self-awareness of what it was doing. I loved that. Uh, But, you know, I also liked the Velveeta commercial. So what can I say? I mean, I I really like this one. I don't know if it's definitely part of it is that I love Wayne's World. (laughs) So, So that might be like where they hooked me was immediately just having that the tone and the feelings of that comedy and something that you know like a humor that I grew up with plus the ridiculousness of having them on the same couch as Cardi B I I don't know it it got me I I don't know why it didn't I mean I I think it's like I don't maybe it's something about the eat local I think it might be a messaging thing for me it's it's kind of like the first Amazon Alexa thing whenever I think about that privacy issue with Amazon them drawing attention to it I'm like uh for me, there's some stuff with Uber and local that I like. I have like mixed feelings about, and then them pointing it out and making a point of it in the ad. I was thinking about that more than I was thinking about how much I love Wayne's World and Cardi B and the exploitation of babies in advertising. <laughs> that last one was a joke. I don't. Do <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me getting to and taking it too literal. How did it go over with the masses? It has. 17 million views okay so there was plenty of a watching (laughs) going on and i think it it's difficult to go wrong with the combo that they that they chose right like generally popular and people already have pretty positive feelings about them or they they attach themselves to that satire that they're kind of using so I think that's really where where people were reacting. So I'm in the minority probably of people who reacted to this. Most people probably thought this was great. So listeners, just ignore me on that, you know? <laughs> okay, well, those those were the five videos that I had for us to look at. But I think it was a really interesting exercise to go through trying to think of why different companies do what they do to try and get us to watch and rewatch and share ads you know what viral ad i would love to hear y'all's opinions on the old schlotsky's ad do you remember that one i don't know if i know that one quiznos it was quiznos not schlotsky's oh yeah the quiznos ad oh oh with the hamster i remembered it was a sandwich place should i play it go for it bonus ad we love Quiznos, 
Quiznos' new Santa Fe Trio subs with smoky chipotle sauce. Fried chicken, roast beef, or smoked turkey. Quiznos. So do y'all not remember this? For I do remember it. I totally okay. forgot about it, but I definitely remember it. And I remember when I saw it, I kind of freaked out a little bit because I was really obsessed with Rather Good. And they're re- just watching the ridiculous stuff um, in the early 2000s internet and that style of humor. And I remember seeing it and thinking, oh my God, the internet is leaking. <laughs> and it's so funny that you mentioned that because now that I'm seeing it again, I'm realizing that I think that was kind of the first time that I was aware of, I, I don't know, like the concept of the internet leaking into corporate culture. And I remember being like, oh, that's so weird. Like, I didn't expect to see this. And now we're kind of at a point where we're used to seeing it and we almost expect it when something gets super popular online naturally. We expect it to, at some point, become an ad. So I guess just in case listeners aren't, we'll link to the (laughs) Quiznos video. We should have started with Quiznos, but yeah. But just in case listeners aren't watching the video and don't remember it, it's a picture of a Quiznos with a rat in front of it. Or are they hamsters? I think they're rats. And they have human eyes and big human mouths and they're playing guitars and wearing top hats. And it is very bizarre and kind of uncomfortable, but was unhinged. Unhinged is the word I was looking for, yeah. But was really popular when when it came out. So it's act- it's like a, a corporate cover of the viral content, which was the same rat creatures singing, we like the moon. And they literally just replaced it with, we like the subs. Oh. Yeah. So I remember, so that's why, like, when I had first seen it, I was like, what the heck? Like, this is, this is kind of strange, right? Because it was already kind of a weird thing on its own, but then attaching it to a brand was I, that was the first time that I had reacted to it. Yeah, it was a very interesting call. Quiznos truly ahead of their time in so many ways. <laughs> I think because that, like you said, like this is something that you almost this is like people's jobs now, like <laughs> like to to find ways to do that. I don't. Know, when did that when did that commercial come out? It's got to be like mid two thousands, right? Two thousand six. Ah, uh, so it was two thousand three. Okay, I was gonna say I thought I was still in school at the time. Because I feel like I remember this coming on around Adult Swim on Cartoon Network when just that very kind of bizarre animation style was was really, really starting to emerge. Yeah. Newgrounds was huge. Mm-hmm. It was a simpler time. But that's interesting. I don't think I realized that it was something else that was tied to Quiznos. I thought that was entirely like... <laughs> I was like, who on Quiznos' marketing team came up with this rat? Someone at Quiznos was just going off. So Quiznos reached out to Rather Good and they were like, can we use your rats to sell sandwiches? I'm sure the people behind Rather Good were so excited. That's <laughs> so weird. I guess before we completely wrap up, uh, I'm curious, like if as you were looking at different ads, did you find some sort of common thread to like why some ads seem to go viral in the first place. If if you didn't, that's okay. If you have any general thoughts, but I'm just really curious because I know you were going through a lot to end up with the ones that we looked at today. I think going through 
a lot of commercials <laughs> and reading a lot of commercial reactions, the the thing that really hit home was that there is no perfect combination of references or perfect style of humor or perfect tone that makes something go viral. And it's something that you just can't plan for besides just trying to hit at something that's naturally we're already thinking about versus trying to stuff things that'll grab your attention. And I think that's that's a tough thing to balance in advertising, right? Because of course we want to be relevant, but we also don't want to seem like we're trying too hard because that's the first thing that will kill any campaign. I thought it was interesting because we had very different reactions on some of them. And to your point, there's not a perfect viral ad. Even the ones that go really viral don't hit literally everyone. Yeah, you could go viral in different circles. Or for the wrong reasons. <laughs> or for the wrong reasons, yes. yeah. Like, did people actually go to Quiznos very much after seeing that? Or were they just really weirded out by strange rats singing about nonsense? Yeah, you know, the Velveeta circle might not fully Venn diagram, like, overlap with the Wayne's World circle and those two ad examples. <laughs> At least on this podcast, it didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. There's no So there's no formula. All right. I was hoping we'd have a formula for virality at the end of this, but I wish we'd all be richer. <laughs> well, Ari, thanks uh, for bringing all of these great ads together. Um, hopefully we all order some Uber Eats with our iPhones while drinking some Velveeta out of teacups later. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great timing because I think my food is already here. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more information on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.